0: Hello and welcome to In Session, a podcast where we speak with changemakers working towards safe supportive learning environments within their communities. Our guests include state and local education agencies and their partners, all grant recipients from the Department of Education, using their funding to advance school-based mental health services, support mental health service professionals, and establish trauma recovery and prevention programs. I'm Brianna and this is Annie at the National Center on Safe Supportive Learning Environments and we produce In Session. On this episode, we speak with Project Prevent grant recipients at Stringtown Independent School District in Oklahoma about utilizing the arts to destigmatize mental health. Our guests include Stacy Hardison, a school counselor, and Ronnie Potts, school psychologist. All right, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Me and Brianna are very excited to talk to you about the mental health program in Stringtown. Um, To get us started, we would love if you would just give us some background information, introduce yourself before we dive into the questions.
1: Okay, thank you for having us and inviting us to do this. Um, It's very exciting. So, I'm Stacey Hardison, and I'm a school counselor, and I'm here with Ronnie Potts, and she's a school psychologist. Prior to coming to Stringtown, I worked as a behavioral health case manager for 10 years. I worked with school for many years but never in the setting of the school. I worked as a um, like a case manager and a behavioral health aide. and so coming on to Stringtown with a project prevent grant was my first opportunity to work in the school setting full-time. Also on our team, she's not here but on our team that it plays about a vital role here is uh, Laura Snow. She's an LPC We have partnerships, active partnerships with Riverbend Counseling, a local agency, and the University of Oklahoma Bridge Center. Previously, we partnered with OCIC, which is Osage County Interlocal Cooperative that provided our initial training following the grant award.
0: Awesome, thank you for that, and thank you for being here. So to kick us off, we just wanted to ask how the mental
1: health initiative began at Stringtown. So we were awarded the Project Prevent Grant, the STRIVE grant, And in our proposal, there was a survey included that had given demographics and surveyed some issues related to mental health. That provided some insight as to the need for the services within the school district. We knew from the information that we needed to develop a program that addressed these needs, but also assess further. Our grant provided the resources to hire three mental health professionals, offer counseling services at no cost to students, and the purchase of social-emotional learning curriculum. So that was our baseline. We had some information, there. surveys had been done, information had been collected as part of the proposal. So once the, the grant was awarded, it was, okay, now how do we take this information? How do we get more information and put programs in place to offer these services? Awesome.
0: And our next question is, how did data analysis drive the programming?
1: Our first challenge was assessing the specific needs of our students, the staff, and the community. Next, was how do we meet our goals of addressing these needs? We began with training for our mental health team. We attended training on effective ways to provide access to services, how to gain buy-in, and subsequently how to track progress and how to use the data to be more specific with our program and interventions and strategies. Though we were a team of mental health professionals, none of us had done anything quite like this. So we had a huge learning curve. We needed all the training we could get. We had great training. Without the people that worked with us, I don't know that we would have kicked off as quickly as we we had at the time. But um, OCIC, again, Osage County Interlocal Cooperative, they played that vital role in helping us navigate our way through the program implementation. Later, we procured training for all staff at Stringtown School on mental health awareness and intervention. We felt it was really important that the entire staff from the superintendent, the principal, every teacher, our bus staff, our cafeteria staff, anyone involved, anyone that made contact with students in any way was included so that they could help promote what we were doing and have understanding and, and just get on board with the whole program. And I felt like that would be, help make it more effective quicker.
0: Absolutely. It's important to get that buy-in from everyone involved in the process. And it can be difficult to do that with students as well. So what efforts yes. were made to get student buy-in?
1: Over the next two years after the grant award, we were able to implement the multi-tiered system of support, which included social-emotional learning in the classroom, the office discipline referral for behavior tracking, a counseling referral system, and an after-school program for social-emotional learning and character education called Winning Wednesday. Although we had these very necessary and effective programs ongoing, we realized that we had more work to do to reduce the stigma of mental health in order to fully benefit from them. We wanted not only to get the education out there and the information out there, but to get engagement back from the students, back from families, back from the community. So we felt we were doing good with putting practices in place, procedures in place information out there, education out there, but we we were wanting more feedback, getting more feedback. We wanted to create an environment of support and connectedness where they felt comfortable having these conversations, coming to us, giving us their input. We just didn't want to go through the motions of MTSS and data analysis. We wanted this effort to be sustainable and effective long after the grant was over so that it can pack students and families for a long, you know, long after the grant is over. So that was really important to us. So we started looking at how can we connect to the students? How can we make this personal to them? How to motivate them to be participating? And how can we share the importance of mental health in a way that they can relate to, not just, just putting stuff out there, closed information. We wanted some open information, some, some stuff we could get some feedback on. So earlier in the school year, we promoted, this was last year, a Mental Health Wellness Monday. We provided information about 98, the crisis hotline rounding techniques, things that they could do, just get information about to make just some self-care, how to get a referral for counseling if they felt like that's something that they wanted to do or had questions about. We also put out information about different ways that they can feel good about themselves, positive affirmations, talking to a friend, coming to a trusted adult. Uh, the students were also given t-shirts that were designed for mental health awareness to promote the message. In passing, the art teacher was asked if she had some students that would be willing or able to make some posters to put more of this information around the school, particularly in the gym. That night was a home game, a basketball game, and we wanted to take that time that the community would be there. Most of our students would be there to, again, Mental Health and Wellness Monday, get some information out there, let people know what we're doing, what services we have, what we're trying to offer, um, and how to access all that. So we were really shocked when we went down to the gym to see what these kids had thrown. I mean, I say thrown together. I mean, they're, they're, they're great what, what they do and the art teacher is amazing, but just the in passing, it was just mentioned, Hey, I know you guys have your other art stuff going on. Would you be willing to put some posters up? I, I was really taken aback that the thought that they put into those posters, that they, some of these you could literally reproduce and, and sell. I mean, they, for, for promotional products. They are amazing. Um, and it really was eye-opening to see that they do think about these things. They are aware of stigma. They are aware of the need of services. So we were, we we discover they're inspired by this topic, which was, I mean, from the other things we put out there, they, it wasn't as engaging as this. So it was very, very positive feedback. Also that night, the staff and students, we were encouraged to wear the mental health shirts we had given out to everybody. We just really wanted to make a huge impact that night to, to start with more community engagement and involvement. Um, shirts were given out in the crowd with information attached about our grant and mental health awareness initiative. Over the microphone, our assistant principal took opportunities throughout that night to make short announcements about our program and services. Again, to our surprise, the boys' basketball team used these mental health matters t shirts as their warm up and run out. Top. We didn't know that was going to happen. That was something that they put together. Those boys did that on their own. They they got together and decided that they they wanted to help get this message out. So we were very pleased and excited to see that. Again, starting to recognize what's catching on and what's resonating with these students. Moving forward, trying to plan for Maid's mental health awareness campaign. Mrs. Potts, it's on here, Ronnie. She had a great idea to create an activity that would involve the whole school, get everyone engaged, everyone on board, get everyone thinking, get these conversations going. And because of the engagement from the art posters and the team wearing the shirts, we realized we needed to use the students' interests and talents to guide our efforts of reducing stigma and expanding access to mental health services that we're trying to implement and provide for this student body. So yes, the curriculum and procedures were creating change and progress, but this idea really put a personal touch on the work we were doing allowing students to gain buy-in and promote what mental health means to them in their own relatable way to others. We could really see that their efforts were more relatable, obviously, to students than maybe from another adult. While planning, this also the art show was being planned. There was so much going on at that time, and we really wanted to make something big that would stick in May. And with all the other things going on, how can we put this out there? How can we not add something else for the kids to do with all the may activities but something that amplified use amplified our efforts use what they were doing and, and mix it all together and made it relatable to everyone so miss ronnie potts created a submission opportunity that allowed all students to submit art poems writing or music to be displayed at the upcoming art show again that was taking place around the same time this art show is open to the community It was a wonderful opportunity for these students to show off their talents and their input on mental health. This was open to all ages. Younger grades were provided positive affirmation coloring sheets. Older students were encouraged to be creative with their submissions. Each participant received another free shirt, their work showcased, and their picture taken. We had an overwhelming response again from our students in the community. This event was such a positive impact on everyone. It has reignited our passion for our work and has served as a great reminder that these young people are capable of great things. We look forward to more student led projects in the upcoming school year. So that's where we're at is that yes, we have this other groundwork that we do, this data analysis, this you know, teaming, intervention strategies, using data to drive those things, but again, being reminded that this is a personal matter and um, letting these students participate in that and helping keep us on a path to so we can better serve them because that's what we're here for is to serve them and having their input is is again we're doing all these things behind the scenes that help make us help us make good decisions but inevitably we need their input to to reach them and so we're really excited that we're going to keep doing that and the whole school activity Making this mental health awareness thing open to everyone, giving everybody an opportunity to put their talent and effort in, it's, it's really going to lay some groundwork for, for the future for us on how we plan activities to engage students. And that's where we're at.
0: I love that. I love I love the way that you've used the students' talents and interests to engage them in this and destigmatizing mental health. A follow-up question that I have for you, and just thinking about this whole journey for, for, for you as a whole and the school as a whole, what advice would you give to other schools that maybe want to try something like this? Um, I know you said you looked at the data first and then Move to student led activities. What specific advice would you give to other
1: schools? I think the advice I would give if you're starting off or, or, or even thinking about doing this is look around at what resources you have. Data tells you a lot, it doesn't tell you everything because you don't, those surveys don't always include um, things like this. I think taking, you know, information that you need about mental health, but then looking around activities. What are the kids involved in? What are they doing? What are their interests? Maybe even that being its own survey. And instead of trying to create in your head what you think will work, look around, get some clues, every student body is going to be different. It it differs among the buildings that we have. We do have a diverse group of interests. It's easy to see what kids, what kids like and what they're into. And I think that's my advice is that, you know, look around what resources you already have before you feel like you have to go out and create a bunch of new ones or spend too much time when the information can be right in front of you sometimes. That's great. Yeah.
0: And just a clarifying question too, what were the, is this fifth through 12th? What grades where we working we with? We are
1: K, We are pre-K through 12. So again, the younger a the younger classes were provided positive affirmation sheets, just positivity, uh, loving their you know themselves, things about themselves, loving their traits, their their abilities. So these sheets were kind of a preset thing. Each group had different, and they were displayed on big poster boards. And then as the level of a, a capability was higher, things were you know, change that way. So our middle age groups, they, again, were encouraged to submit anything that they, that they wanted to, that within the parameter of promoting mental wellness or reducing stigma, being positive, anything to do with, with what mental health or wellness meant to them. Yeah.
0: And I can imagine too, a K through 12 school, that's the beauty of these younger, students being able to see you know the older students at the school engage with this and destigmatize mental health it's just such a positive I can imagine positive influence on
1: them as well yes I think it really opens some doors again for conversation for you know including topics that we have shied away from just as you know rural America that we don't want to bring them up we don't want to talk about them we don't talk about them I think this has opened the door there again, having the basketball and it was four out of five starters were seniors. So these are guys that are looked up to already and they're not, it, not one of them would be one that I would have pegged as someone that would have been an advocate. I mean, not hurting the program, but definitely not an advocate necessarily. So that their personalities, the tough guys, you know, they, for them to warm up in those shirts and to show not just the school, but the whole community that this was important and that they were on board with it. I think that was big. That's again, something that little kids look up to. Absolutely. That's incredible.
0: That is incredible. I had a, I think it's
1: really fantastic
0: to hear all of the the positive feedback from these students and the impact that it's had on them from the get-go, but were there any lessons learned or kind of negative feedback or anything that maybe didn't go as planned that you would want to share for anyone that might want to do this in the future?
1: I think that everything went as planned, but something that we didn't, we could have maybe spent some more time on, and this was new and it was our first time to do it. And we did you know, we had no idea. Is doing things throughout the year to maybe touch on some other interests and talents. So not just the arts. This was just something that, again, this is all going on. How can we utilize this moment? So I think, As we're building our calendar for this next coming year over the summer that we're looking for now, we're looking for, okay, how can we affect students? How can we impact students? How can we utilize students that are maybe in more STEM, other other areas of the school? We've looked at a student advocacy group to get some guidance on our activities and programs. So I think it's just, that's not necessarily a negative, but just the feedback was that okay, this works, this is working, this is great, so how can we expand it further to, to reach more students?
0: That's incredible. It sounds like it can only go up from here, too. you, plan, you started this great foundation for, for so much more to come. I'm going to think, and Brianna, stop me if you have any other follow-up questions, but before we kind of wrap up, want to just offer you, Stacey, or you, Ronnie, any other um, kind of final concluding thoughts? Anything else you wanted to share about about this, I, we would love to feature photos of the art um, if you all are are willing to share. Just because I think that would having that visual would be really special to to aid in what you're talking about.
1: I really I agree. I think that just me sitting here talking about it, I don't even I'm not even convincing myself when I was there. It just doesn't do it justice to see what. So we have an auditorium. We have a couple auditoriums. We use the one in the middle school. It. It was very impressive, very impressive, and again, coming from students you wouldn't think would even pay attention to any of this, it wouldn't mean that much to them, um, and then the talent in the art program, the writing, just all the submissions that were, we had so I don't have a number, but we had so many submissions, and they were, it was just very eclectic what they turned in, and that's inspiring. Absolutely, and I'm wondering too, and maybe you don't have
0: this information now, but you know the effect of all of this, do you, do you see, or have you seen students reaching out more, talking, or wanting to talk to counselors, wanting to address mental health, or have have we not seen that sort of impact
1: yet? For me, in the high school particularly, it is, it is definitely being talked about. It is definitely teachers using their referral forms more, students self-referring, you know, recognizing when they're having a bad day just coming in and they need to cool off and they're understanding that they're needing to cool off. And I think that, I think that's a, definitely a good start. I mean, we have more work to do on making sure they have quick and profound access when they need it, how they need it. But I think that it's, it's starting, it's starting to be more, not, not as much about talking about it, but what are we, what are we doing about it?
0: That's fabulous. That's very, I'm excited for, for you all and where, where this will go and how many more students you'll you'll impact so yeah with that thank you so much for sharing about this awesome initiative we look forward to sharing the artwork in our in our grantee highlight and accompanying this episode that but other than that yeah i just want to thank you so much for taking the time to be here and explaining this i think that listeners and other grantees will really enjoy hearing about the work you all are doing and these things that they can also hopefully implement in their own schools um, with their students in regard to destigmatizing mental health. So thank you so much, Stacey. Thank you for having us. In Session is brought to you by the National Center on Safe Supportive Learning Environments, or NESTLE, at the American Institutes for Research. This podcast is funded by the U.S. Department of Education. If you'd like to learn more about NESTLE, visit safesupportedlearning.ed.gov. For all questions or feedback, you can email us at nestleair.org. Thanks for listening. Please note the contents of this podcast do not necessarily represent the policy or views of the U.S. Department of Education, nor does it imply endorsement by the U.S. Department of Education.